Good morning. Hope you have a happy, happy 4th of July. Here is the last chapter, chapter 29 of Laura Ingalls Wilder's Farmer Boy, titled Farmer Boy. Mr. Paddock met Amanda and her father outside the bank. He told father that he had something in mind. I've been meaning to speak about it for some time, for some little time, he said, about this boy of yours. Amanda was surprised. You ever think of making a wheel right out of him? Mr. Paddock asked. Well, no, father answered slowly. I can't say as I ever did. Well, think it over now, said Mr. Paddock. It's a growing business, Wilder. The country's growing population is getting bigger all the time, and folks have got to have wagons and buggies. They've got to travel back and forth. Their railroads don't hurt us. They're getting more customers all the time. It is, it's a good opening for a smart young fellow. Yes, father said. I've got no sons of my own, and if you've got, and you've got to, said Mr. Paddock, you'll have to think about starting a monzel out in life before long. Apprentice him to me, and I'll treat the boy right. If he turns out the way I expect, no reason he should have the business in time. He'd be a rich man with maybe half a hundred workmen under him. It's worth thinking about. Yes, Father said. Yes, it's worth thinking about. I appreciate what you've said, Paddock. Father did not talk on the way home. Amonzo sat beside him on the wagon seat and did not say anything either. So much had happened that he thought about it altogether, all mixed up. He thought of the cashier's inky fingers and of Mr. Thompson's thin mouth screwed down at the corners of the Mr. Paddock's fist and the busy, warm, cheerful wagon shop. He thought if he was Mr. Paddock's apprentice, he wouldn't have to go to school. He often, he had often envied Mr. Paddock's workmen. Their work was fascinating, the thin, long, shaving curls away from the keen edges of the plains. They stroked the smooth wood with their fingers. Rolando liked to do that, too. He would like to spread on paint with a wide paintbrush, and he would like to make fine straight lines with tiny pointed, with the tiny pointed brush. When the buggy was done, all shining in its new paint, or when the wagon was finished, every piece good, sound, great, or oak with the wheels painted red and the box painted green and the little picture painted on the tailor, tailboard and the workmen were proud. They made wagons as sturdy as father's bobsleds and far more beautiful. Then Amanda felt a small, stiff bank book in his pocket, and he thought about a colt. He wanted a colt with slender legs and large, gentle, wandering eyes like starlights. He wanted to teach the little colt everything as he would, had taught Star and Bright. So Father Monza rode all the way home, not saying anything. The air was still cold, still and cold, and all the trees were like black lines drawn on the snow and the sky. It was chore time when they got home. Monza helped to do the chores, but it wasted some time. But he wasted some time looking at Starlight. He stroked the soft yellow, soft velvety nose. He ran his hand along the firm curve of Starlight's little neck under the mane. Starlet nibbled with his soft lips along his sleeve. Son, where be, where be you? Father called, and Amanda rode guiltily to his milking. At supper time, he sat steadily eating while Mother talked about what had happened. She said, never in her life. She said you could have knocked her over with a feather, and she didn't know why it was so hard to get it all out of Father. Father answered her questions, but like Amanda, he was busy eating. At last, Mother said to him, James, what's on your mind? Then Father told her that Mr. Paddock wanted to take a Monzo as an apprentice. Mother's brown eyes snapped and her cheeks turned as red as a red wool dress. She laid down her knife and fork. I never heard such a thing, she said. Well, the sooner Mr. Paddock gets, out, gets that out of his head, the better. I hope you gave her a piece of your mind. Why on earth, why on earth, like, I'd like to know, should the Monzo live in town at the beck and call of every Tom, Dick, and Harry? Paddock makes good money, said Father. I guess if truth were told, he banks more money every year than I do. He looks on it as a good opening for the boy. Well, Mother snapped. She was all ruffled like an angry hen. A, a pretty past the a pretty past the world's 
coming to you. If any man thinks that to step out and step up in the world to leave a good farm and go to town, how does Mr. Paddock make his money if it isn't catering to us? It, I guess if he does, if he didn't make wagons to suit farmers, he wouldn't last long. That's true enough," said Father. "But there's no but about it." Mother said, "Oh, it's bad enough to see Royal come down to being nothing but a storekeeper. Maybe he'll make money, but he'll never be the man you are, trucking, truckling to." other people for his living all his days, he'll never be able to call his soul his own. For a minute, Amanda wondered if Mother was going to cry. There, there, Father said, Sad, don't take it too, too much to heart. Maybe it's all for the best somehow. I won't have Amanda going the same way, Mother cried. I won't have it, you hear me. I feel the same way you do, said Father, but the boy will have to decide. We can keep him here on the farm by law till he's 21, but it won't do any good if he's wanting to go. No, if Almanza feels the way world does, we better put it into paddock while he is young enough. Almanza went out eating. He was listening, but he was tasting the good taste of roast pork and applesauce in every corner of his mouth. He took a long, cold drink of milk, and then he sighed and tucked his napkin farther in, and he reached for his pumpkin pie. He cut off the quivering point of golden-brown pumpkin dark with spices and sugar. He, it melted on his tongue and all his mouth, and those were spicy. He's too young to know his own mind, Mother objected. Amanda took another big mouthful of pie. He could not speak until he was spoken to, but he thought to himself that he was old enough to know he'd rather be like Father than like anybody else. He did not want to be like Mr. Paddock. Even Mr. Paddock had to please a young, mean man like Mr. Thompson or lose his sale of a wagon. Father was free and independent. If he went out of his way to please anybody, it was because he wanted to. Suddenly he realized that Father had spoken to him. He suddenly and almost choked on pie. Yes, Father said. Father was looking at some son, he said. You've heard what Mr. Pack said about you being apprenticed to him? Yes, Father, what do you say about it? Amanda didn't exactly know what to say. He hadn't supposed he could say anything. He would have to do whatever Father said. Well, son, you think about it, said Father. I want you, sh I, I want you should make up your own mind with Paddock. You have, you'd have an easy life in some ways. You wouldn't be out in all kinds of weather. Cold winter nights, you could lie snug in bed and not worry about young stock freezing. Rain or shine, wind or snow, you'd be under shelter. You'd be uh, shut. Uh, you'd be shut up inside walls. Luckily, you'd always have plenty to eat and where the money in the bank. James, mother said, "That's the truth. We and we must be fair about it." Father answered, "But there's the other side too, Amanda. You'd have to depend on other folks. Son, in town, everything you've got, you'd get from other folks. A farmer depends on himself and the land and the weather. If you're a farmer, you raise what you eat, you raise what you wear, and you keep warm with wood out of your own timber." You work hard, but you work as you please, and no man can tell you to come, to go or come. You'll be free and independent, son, on a farm. Amanda squirrel. Father was looking at him too hard, and so was mother. Amanda did not want to live inside walls and please people he didn't like, and never have horses and cows and fields. He wanted to be just like father, but he didn't want to say so. You take your time, son. Think it over, father said. You make, you make up your mind what you want, father. Father, Amanda explained. Yes, son, can I? Can I really tell you what I want? Yes, son, father encouraged. I want a colt, Amanda said. Could I buy a colt with all my all my own with some of that two hundred dollars? And would you let me break him? Father's beard slowly widened with a smile. He put down his nephew and leaned back in his chair and looked at mother. Then he turned to Amanda and said, Son, you leave that money in the bank, Amanda said. Everything Amanda felt everything sinking down inside him, and then suddenly the whole world was a great shining, expanding glow of warm light. For father went on, If it's a colt you want, I'll give you starlight. Father, Amanda guessed, for my very own? Yes, son. You can break him and drive him, and then, and when he's four years old, you can sell him or keep him or just as you want to. We'll take him out 
on a rope first thing tomorrow morning and you can begin to gem one. Thank you for listening to this last chapter of Laura Ingalls Wilder's Farmer's Boy. Have a good week. Thank you for listening. And next week I'll start Laura Ingalls Wilder's On the Mexican Creek. Have a, stay safe out there. And have a happy 4th of July.